Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We are live in studio today, uh, this evening. And um, what a beautiful, beautiful weekend it was for sure. Some beautiful weather and all kinds of uh, good festivities going on as we remembered our uh, fallen soldiers. So for Memorial Day, uh, Melissa is back in the house. She was not here with me on Saturday. Hello. Hello. I'm back. I'm back home. She's back home yeah you've been doing a lot of fun stuff lately you're going to vegas and now bachelorette parties for the weekend yeah yeah you're a party animal you're looking a little tired i'm i'm not tired (laughs) i'm like being beat up by allergies wow the -hmm. pollen is beating me up so um that's what's sort of making me all Mm-hmm. Not lovely. Anyways, we also have, um, who else do we have? Oh, we have George. George is in studio at WATD. Hello, George. Hi, Sharon. As always, in the studio. Mm-hmm. As always, in the studio. If you have any questions for us about real estate, we'd love to answer your questions. Uh, 781-837-4900. Even if you just want to say hello, we are here to say hello to. Um, our topic tonight is... Um, based on what what is it uh oh we're going to be talking about navigating an aggressive seller's market best practices for buyers because we've been doing a lot of talking about you know the past few shows you know how sellers can prepare when they're selling their house with kiddos or if you're buying a house with kiddos i did that one with kate fisher she's a full-time real estate agent here at boston connect real estate she was here with me on saturday we've been talking about um you know different scenarios that sellers should be considering when they're hiring a real estate agent, questions that they should be asking, common, I don't even want to call it mistakes, but how the approach of one real estate agent may be different than the approach of another real estate agent. Um, So today we just thought that we would discuss getting back into the buyers. And I know we have talked about buyers a lot because Melissa's in that you're in this field of where the frustration is. And we did talk at the beginning of the month, actually, when I was looking back, we did discuss buyer fatigue and it is a real thing. 
Yeah, I think I had called myself a brat. Um, and then somebody was like, no, you're just in your BS mode, um, which was true. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely some um, frustration and sort of buyer fatigue that a lot of people are sort of seeing. But you know what? Each week, and I've I've discovered this, and it's easy to say, but it's a lot harder to be a part of, that like each week is so different. So like... Mm-hmm. Like, last week, I knew, um, like, I was going away for the weekend, plus it was, you know, um, a long weekend for everybody that, so I was like, oh, I kind of hope that nothing comes on, because, Mm -hmm. like, I just won't be here to sort of give it the attention that I need to give a house Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, if I'm going to be purchasing something. But now, this week, I'm like, okay, hello, I'm ready. (laughs) Where where is everything? Well, and Um, I think, too, it's funny because as we're watching, you know, the differences, you know, the different weeks going by and the different holidays, you know, coming and going and different things that are going on. I am noticing a change in the buyers, and what I noticed this week were buyers trying not to get excited about a house. Yeah, it's, um, and I've been saying this, that, like, I'm not even looking at properties that are at the top of my budget because I don't want to get discouraged, Mm -hmm. even though I'm already feeling discouraged. um, I don't want to get you know, fall in love with something that I might not be able to afford because it Mm -hmm. might go over. However... You made a comment about a property today that, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the past in in the past three weeks, even the market has changed, mm-hmm. and and I'm and and now we, you know with every house that we either see come on from your team or with the office or even in general, I'm sort of giving you my opinion about mm-hmm. you know what a buyer is looking at, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's it's tough. It's tough because you know you. You said that there's two homes in one town, um, and they liked one particular home better. It's mm-hmm. it's probably because there's only two homes to yeah. look at. Like there's only two homes that they have to yeah. look at. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's easy to say, oh, I like this one over the other one, mm-hmm. but then not put in an offer maybe on either mm-hmm. because you only have two options. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're th- there are some buyers that are thinking. Oh, there's. I'm gonna go to this open house. It's gonna be super busy, or they're at an open house and it's busy, and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to compete with 20 other people." And that's exactly what I think sort of happened. You know, that did. I know this past weekend I did do an open house, and there were a lot of people, a lot of interest. And I, one of the moms was like talking to me, and she's like, "You know, it's just it's so hard to watch my daughter. She wants to put in an offer, like she's been putting in offers, but she's not getting them accepted." She's like, "What do you think with this one? Like, how much?" over asking do you think this one's going to go for and I was like I can't answer that question I can tell you market value and what I think the market value of a house is I was like emotional value is value (laughs) is something I can't gauge so that's really up to the person but I think that when you see that many people at an open house and you see that many people showing interest in a house does it cause you as a buyer to sort of retract and say hey I I just can't do this anymore I'm fatigued through the whole thing I'm sort of pissed off about not getting my offer accepted and I just want to continue on without like I I just know I'm not going to get it so I'm not going to play anymore maybe I'm just going to rent for a year if you are Um, a buyer out there right now or if you're a seller and you're sort of seeing this happening too Um, but if you're currently a buyer and you're looking to find you know a home 
let us know what your thoughts are. Um, and I'm wondering if it's in different price ranges, too, because it seems like, you know, one of the houses, like I'd say like up to 400, that range seems to have two demographics in it. Yeah. It, yeah. So I think that that price range is, is sort of difficult. And, um, you know, you have people looking to right size and you know want maybe a smaller home because they're they've already done the whole you know four Mm -hmm. bedroom colonial they've already done you know sort of that lifestyle and they're looking for something smaller Mm -hmm. um it might be one person two people and then in the same demographic it is you know the people who are just starting out like Mm -hmm. me so you know, it would be just me, I'm one person, or it could be, you know, a, a new couple or mm-hmm. somebody just starting, you know, their lives together or something, you know. It's it's hard because you're you're sort of at totally different ranges, mm-hmm. and yet you're in the same price range. Well, and you know, here's the thing. It's interesting because I had a mother there with her daughter look open house, and I was explaining that to them. I was like, it's a tough bracket to sort of be in because we have a couple different demographics that are looking at it. And she's like, you literally just explained us. Mm-hmm. So the the daughter's looking for her first time and the mother is looking for the right size. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there you are. You're competing against your own kid. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, how wild would that be if they, like, both put both in put an offers offer. and know. they're competing with each other? Like, how do you not tell your yeah. parent or I, your I think child that... I, that uh... I, I have a feeling that mom would, <laughs> let you know, bow out and let, let the daughter go ahead with it. Uh-huh. Um, I had a, a thought on something and I don't know where it went. <laughs> so. I had a thought, but I don't anymore. <laughs> um yeah it's it's definitely um it's it's i I don't know how else to describe it other than difficult you know and did you remember your thought i did yeah so um one of the things that also that i think you know that i think we're going to start to see is i'm sort of nervous about this for some people is starting to see some layoffs so i know like a lot of the schools in the area like i saw on the news that brockton actually um they let go of I think it was like 170 teachers because of oh. budget cuts and not enough enrollment and um, I also have heard of other some larger firms in the city that have been doing some layoffs so I'm curious how that will sort of full unfold because think about that people who are losing their jobs that were in the market yeah and just the cost of everything is just going up and i couldn't even imagine like if if you lost your job and so i was at stop and shop earlier um getting stuff because i was making a blt for lunch (laughs) um and there was somebody changing the prices on the bread and they had like taken a piece um or they had taken a a loaf of bread down and had turned (laughs) to somebody a piece of bread took a piece of they were like i can't afford this i'm just gonna take a piece of bread can Uh, i have one piece (laughs) well you know what as a single person i would like to buy a half loaf of bread okay (laughs) i waste so much bread because i can't eat it all um but anyways um, she, you know, tur- she turned to the person next to her and was like, I, this is another price increase. They're all increasing. Like, all the breads are increasing. How is anyone supposed to make a sandwich? 
And I was like, you know what? That's true because I'm I'm you should have asked eighteen dollars for turkey. <laughs> you should have asked her if she was single, and you guys could go in on a <laughs> yeah, split a loaf out in the pocket. Do you want to split a loaf? I, you know what? I'm gonna have to start doing that. <laughs> I'm gonna do that with your father. Yeah, you can do that. Hey, Dad, if you're gonna call Francois and say, um, <laughs> hey, 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 Frank, you want to split a loaf of bread? We're gonna split a loaf. Um, <laughs> but it yeah. is a good point. I'm gonna tell you. I went to Walmart. Um, when was it? Over oh, Saturday after I did my open house, I went to Walmart, and I am not kidding you. So first of all, I like the meat at Walmart, right? It's good. Yeah. It's fresh. Anyways, so we buy, because I like to buy the good dog food for, like, the dogs, but it doesn't have grain and stuff like that, which is no grain isn't good for them. So now Mark and I have been buying a big package of the chicken breast mm-hmm. and cooking that, like, just plain for the dogs, and we chop it, chop it all up nice anyways. Mm-hmm. So, like, I buy the big family pack of it, and I got steaks, and I got some chicken tender things for us type thing like to tend not much not much yeah. you're not even going to believe how much i spent I, I got jello and cool whip i got max some chubby hubby ice cream oh my gosh <laughs> i don't even know how we got on this track right now but it was four hundred dollars yeah i'm not surprised four hundred dollars yeah. like i, I p- p- yeah i am not surprised I, i've got some clean a couple cleaning supplies Yeah, and you know, there's going to be people like me that are going to stop buying loaves of bread at seven, eight dollars a whack because half of it goes to waste because you can't eat bread that fast. (laughs) Well, one thing I know for sure right now is if we can't convince ourselves to buy a full loaf of bread, how are we supposed to tell people it's okay to buy a house? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't even take any allergy medication today, so there's no think, excuse. I think maybe I took too much. <laughs> so we are the perfect match. So if you have any questions about real estate, give us a call, 781-837-4900. And we're going to power for, through the next half hour. <laughs> I literally think I'm drooling. I'm um, so hard. Oh, I do want to do another little side note because we haven't even really talked about real estate that um, we are hosting a yard sale this Saturday at our office, 19 Mattachusett Street in Pembroke. Um, and uh, it's a bring a can good to pay what you can or you can pay <laughs> the yard bread. sale. For, don't bring bread. Okay. Unless you're going to split it with me. I don't buy it off of you. Um, no, can I get serious for a second? I mean, if we're to talk about the yard sale. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't talked to you all day. I've been busy in my office with the door <laughs> shut. But, um, you know, here we are talking about, like, how hard it is for us to, like, afford a full loaf of bread. <laughs> but, like, it, this is not funny. I mean, this is serious. We are donating all of this to the food pantries. Yeah. I can imagine that they are backlogged with the amount of people who are needing to have yeah, the services of them. <laughs> My mom says, don't bring bread, LOL. That made me laugh. <laughs> I'm glad somebody is listening. Hey, Liz. Good grief. We're losing everybody else. Liz, she needs to split a loaf of bread with you. Yeah, Ma, you want to go in on a loaf of bread? Mel, um, I'm going to give you a raise. It's going to be... The one, price of bread? One loaf of bread a week. <laughs> you heard, that, heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> now that I'm saving so much money on bread, I could probably increase my price range. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're having a yard sale this Saturday from 9 to 1, um, Saturday, June 3rd. 
Um, if you came to our yard sale before, which was a smashing hit, um, you know that we're raising uh, money and all of the canned goods um, for the Pembroke Firehouse Food Pantry and for my brother's keeper. Um, last year, we are, we had a goal of doing five baskets um, mm. for my brother's Thanksgiving. keeper for Thanksgiving, but we ended up doing ten thanks mm. to everything that we raised. Um, so we were able to feed ten households uh, for, for Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but, uh, but Thanksgiving's in November and this is going to be June, but that's okay. We can do, we can figure it out. We're going to figure it out, but we are having a guard sale again this Saturday. Well, with the money, we can put the money aside. Yeah, we're going to put the money aside. We'll donate the food now before it goes bad. Because you know bread gets moldy. That's the other thing, too. No, don't bring bread. No, we don't want bread, but, like, can we talk about fruits and vegetables? No, this is a real estate show. We need to, like, get back on track. Okay. Um, Unless it's pertaining to, like, putting it in your new fridge in your new home. (laughs) You could talk about fruit. But other than that, no. Oh, I thought that said charcuterie, but that's just characteristics. Um, Okay. Explain the high demand and low inventory dynamics. Uh, Explain that, Sharon. Oh, this is just terrible. Where were we? What number? <laughs> Segment two. Oh. <laughs> we have a half hour. Okay. Um, highlight the... What, which one? Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Explain the high demand and low inventory dynamics. Oh, okay. I will get back on track. Yeah, I wonder... I don't know. Should we take a break? <laughs> <laughs> no. We've only been doing this for 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I ate way too many Tic Tacs today. And Did you I, even eat lunch? Oh, I had um, I had a piece of string cheese. And <laughs> if you said a piece of bread, I swear. <laughs> I, was I know. All right. Okay. So we're going to start all over. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. I am Sharon McNamara along with Melissa Wallace. We have George in studio at WATD. We are just being a little silly this long weekend. Definitely got to us. Um, uh, so 781-837-4900. If you have any questions for us regarding real estate, I promise you we are professionals. Something isn't right with my head tonight. <laughs> Something isn't right with us. But if you also want to see Sharon in her pajamas, she, we are live on Facebook as well. So if you follow Boston Connect Real Estate, look at her pajama pants. Uh, <laughs> They're not really pajama pants. I was leaving my house today, and I put on my jean jacket and my mother's <laughs> Where are you going? I said, work. <laughs> and she said, in your pajamas. She just has like not linen, yeah, linen pants linen that have pants. a print on it, and they look like pajama pants. Is that grease? It looks like it's either, no, it's either grease or like, like the Amalfi Coast oh. or something like that. Yeah, so we're on to segment three because we're giving up on two. We're too silly for that one. No, but segment no, three, we have to talk about it. The low inventory. The reason why things are crazy right now is because we have low inventory. Why do we have low inventory? Because people are saying they have no place to go. Right? So, I mean, we know. (laughs) We know. Okay. All right. Thanks for that input. Um, Segment three. (laughs) Preparing your ideal offer. Uh, If this is your first time listening to us, I promise we have better shows. You can go to (laughs) talkrealestateroundtable.com and listen to any of your past shows because those are better than this one. Um, We openly admit that tonight's show sucks. (laughs) 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 We know. (laughs) We're having a ball, but I don't know how our listeners are feeling right about now. Um, Preparing your ideal offer. Okay, all right. Good grief. I know. Okay. 
So I, I sort of wanted, I definitely wanted this segment in there because everyone knows I take care of our escrow account here yeah. at Boston mm-hmm. Connect Real Estate. So mm-hmm. I'm in charge of the money. So anytime that we receive an escrow check, why are you laughing? Because that's probably making people feel really comforted right now. We said that we were professional, okay? Yeah, and then we just yeah. went on mm-hmm. about something else. Mm-hmm. But so <clears throat> every time that a check comes to us, um, you know, we have to put it in an escrow account. And um, then obviously when it closes, you know, the money is dispersed where it's supposed to go. Um, however, what I have realized, and I thank my Nana for this because she taught me, um, I know how to write a check. Okay. <laughs> Not many people know how to write a check. I have realized this in my position in this company. Um, and I recently, the, the past, I don't know, four escrow checks that I've received have been written out to made-up companies like Boston Connect Realty Group. That's not us. Uh, Sharon and Mary Real Estate. No That's such thing. No such thing. Uh, As a company, anyway. Yeah. Team Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's Boston Connect Real Estate. So, and, and also, um, somebody uh, signed the back of the check. Oh one of gosh. my checks that I received last week. Um, <clears throat> so not only is it written to the wrong company or a company that does not exist, um, doesn't have a tax ID number. Um, we <laughs> we have options in place, though, don't yeah. we? There, there's also not signing the check, then signing, double signing the check, front and back, signing just the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's the most... Or just has totally wrong accurate like wrong information on it, um, <clears throat> and it's it's funny because who's dropping off the check? Is the the buyer that's dropping off the check, or is it the buyer's agent that's dropping Both. off the check? Well, I mean, if a buyer's agent picks up a check from their client, aren't they checking the check? <laughs> yeah, aren't so, they looking at it. So and here's saying, the thing: we had this we had the, this discussion. I think at our last office meeting when you were talking about Isabel getting twenty offers and mm-hmm. you know what you like to see in your offer packages. And one of the things is a copy of the escrow deposit check. Yep. Some agents were like, "Oh, I, you know, we don't, <clears throat> you know, I don't really have." my client write out a check like what if I put in 20 offers for them now they're ripping up 20 checks because they're not getting 20 offers accepted yeah you yeah, yeah you are like yeah. you, you can go online to checks unlimited and and buy a pack of 500 for three dollars and 99 cents yeah and if you can't afford that you shouldn't be buying a house. it's definitely not a loaf of bread yeah um you just it, it just sort of blows my mind and that that there are some people who either don't know how to write a check or writes a check improperly, and that sort of we see that like mm-hmm. we, especially when now we have to go through the efforts of getting a new check because, mm-hmm. again, we're not Boston Connect Realty Group, we're not and Sharon and Mary Real Estate, like we're not these companies. Doesn't the agent? You know, my clients call me and they say, "Who should I write the check out to?" And I tell them. Yeah. So this is this I, information is coming directly from their agent. It has to be. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. But we also have de- uh, deposit links, so people can do it electronically now, which is a good thing. 
But then people are getting that a little confused as well. But you know what? It's a learning curve. Yeah. It, I mean, it, there are going to be people that are not comfortable with doing it online, which is totally yeah. valid. Mm-hmm. However, you know, this process of buying a house, it is serious. It's mm-hmm. not just serious to a buyer. And it's it, it's serious to a seller, too, because there's so many moving parts mm-hmm. to, to this. And if you want to bind your offer, you got to get your check to the right place yeah. and write it out properly that's why they call it earnest money right yeah but the other thing too is with that you know going back to you the example you brought up about how at the office meeting i had brought this topic up and um people were saying well i don't have my clients write a check anymore or we don't request a check anymore and i just for me as a listing agent maybe it's a little old school but i maybe because i cross my t's and dot my i's but when somebody's giving me a check like that first deposit check i'm verifying different things like i'll look at their address and yes i will look up the address in mls and there have been many a times where people will say oh the house isn't contingent upon upon the sale of another house and then i'll say can you please explain to me why you know i see that your client has a house you know the address on the check is can you confirm that they don't have to sell their house or i can see that it's on the market right now can you confirm that you're not just trying to push out the dates and hope that everything coordinates yeah so yeah it's just me being a detective that's why i like to get the check yeah we like to be detectives yeah that's when i'm a listing agent but you take care of all the checks that come into the office but you just said you know it might be old school but that's something that has worked for you Mm -hmm. so why change it like you know why change something like why change something if it's working Mm mm-hmm you know, and I... I feel like it's my responsibility to my sellers to make sure that I am looking at every different thing and trying to... You know, the, th- the problem is right now, because because it seems like there is so much desperation out there for buyers and they're just so fatigued. I feel so bad for these buyers. I want every single one of them to be, to get a house, whether they're working with us or they're working with somebody else. I just feel so badly for them. But it's my responsibility to my seller to make sure I am doing everything properly to make sure that they do accept the correct offer when they get multiple offers. Yeah. And because we never want anyone to have, you know, buyer's remorse, too. So we'll, mm-hmm. we've seen releases because the buyers mm. have decided to walk away within their time frame, which is, you know, they have the right to do that. It's interesting. <clears throat> None of my listings have had releases in a long time. I haven't had one in a long time. Mm, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, oh, you caught me off guard. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, releases. So, and, you know, <clears throat> sometimes the release is because, you know, it might be suitable housing. The the seller hasn't found suitable housing. The buyer's getting a little antsy, um, you know, especially with rates fluctuating. Um, you know, they need to get into the house. But with... Um, with you know buyers walking away it could be you know that they have buyer fatigue they're now putting in an offer they're just offering everything to in the hopes that it gets accepted and then once it does they go oh no like Mm -hmm. i shouldn't have offered everything that i have like or i shouldn't have waived everything type of thing yeah and you know what i think that this is a real thing too because you know i might be adjusting some of my marketing plan on you know, as a listing agent and giving people like as many days as we did this last one. So we're on, we came on the market Wednesday off showing started on Thursday, had an open house Thursday night, had an open house on Saturday, 
and offers were due on Tuesday because of the holiday. And I just wonder, is that too much time for people to be thinking and thinking that all these offers are coming in? And that's the other sad thing is like, but people would know that if they just ask. Agents aren't calling me. They're not asking. I reached out to somebody and I was like, oh, I know that your client was at the um, open house. They really showed a lot of interest. Are they thinking about putting in an offer? And the response was, they just felt as if they were going to be bid out of this because there was so much activity at that at the house this weekend, which is not true. Like, you don't know unless you submit an offer. Yeah. Why are you looking through clothes right now? Uh, no, I got you an were. ad. I, have, I got an ad, and it just caught my eye. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I totally agree. I mean, but here's the thing. We talked about this, I don't know, two or two or three shows again ago and again if you want to listen to a better show talk real estate roundtable.com but um we my tic tac high has gone away oh yeah now you're shutting down now i'm crashing um oh my gosh i lost my train of thought oh jeez stop cutting me off (laughs) what did we talk about a couple shows ago that's what i said buyer fatigue Mm. okay so the other thing is is um Understanding and preparing your ideal offer, that's where you were, is prioritizing your needs versus your wants in a competitive market. And I think that that's really important, too, because did you remember? Yeah. We talked about a couple shows ago of like the importance of having professional real estate agent with you because they know the questions to ask. Like mm-hmm. it, it is okay to call as an agent to call the listing agent and say, hey, do you have any offers? Mm-hmm. Because if they if they say they have offers... They nine million times out of ten, they probably do. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just it, you won't know the answer unless you ask the question, mm-hmm. and that goes for everything in life. Don't by assume. The way. Don't assume because you know what that means. Yeah, and you I know can't what say that it on the means. radio, but it's something makes a something out of you and me. Yeah, yeah. There's so, a bum for every seat. There's a house for every buyer. Yes, but you had these are like you have to know the questions to ask and and do you have another offer is a question that you should be asking 100 percent. how many offers do you currently have on the table or in hand uh prioritizing your needs versus your wants in a competitive market too and we did sort of discuss this i actually was talking to kate about it this weekend and we've discussed it many a times um that both of us have on the show is, you know, what are the things that you definitely need versus the things that you want to have? Because it isn't really a market where you can be like, well, it is. A, I'm saying this two ways. I feel two ways about this. Like, it isn't a market that a lot of buyers are particularly picky about. But as a buyer's agent, I don't want anyone to settle. Yeah. Right? So what are those definite needs? Like, you definitely want and there's nothing that's going to hold you back, you want a basement. I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you <clears throat> want a basement. So that's just going to be something that when you're looking at a house, you're going to be like, hmm, I'm not going to settle for this house because, I, yeah, maybe I love everything else, but I really, really, really want that basement. But there could be something else where maybe the appliances are black versus stainless steel but it has everything else, you might say, okay, that's a compromise I can live with. Yeah, and and I have been pretty um, vocal about, you know, at least my wants as a buyer. It, it, like, it's, it's more of like, I don't, I want something with a little bit of character. And if it's dated, I'm totally fine with that mm-hmm. because I want a space where I can go in and do, mm-hmm. you know, put my finishing touches on and make it my home. Mm-hmm. 
you know, everybody has a different style, aesthetic, mm-hmm. you know, personal taste. And, you know, I would rather go into a house that really hasn't, like, the mechanicals are great. Like, mm-hmm. any, the mechanicals are updated or maintained rather than, you know, the kitchen and the bathrooms are dated. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, but if it has some character to it and it has good bones, I'm in a basement. Yeah. I, and I think, too, like you were just saying, like, you know what? If you have avocado green toilet and sink, but they're clean, I'm sort of okay with it. And I know a plumber. Yeah, I know a plumber. He is going to be so upset about this show. He's upstairs listening right now, and he's going to be like, what were you two doing? He should have replayed a show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he could have came downstairs and, like, got us back on track, yeah. too. Um, but, you know, there there are things, like... And I think that I'm I'm this way because I know so many people in the trades and I do have so many people in my corner that, like, mm-hmm. I can lean into and do want to see this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have that sort of benefit or advantage or whatever you want to call it. But I'm also, you know, I'm not looking for my forever home. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just looking for something small that has a basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something that's small that has that needs work really i'm i'm mm-hmm. fine with doing the work um you know it's it's the mechanicals that you know yes. and i'm just thinking of a, a particular home that i probably would have done some different things uh-huh. with um yeah and so when you just said that somebody went into a house in my price range and they've been putting in offer after offer i'm like where because where's the inventory I haven't put in an offer in months. They were at a house that didn't have a basement. Yeah, yeah, but even I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking out there. I know, we know people People are listening. Um, some of the other things, too, is when you're crafting your offer, I mean, your, um, your, yeah, your offer to purchase the house, this is something that Melissa highlighted a little while ago is, you know, having a professional real estate agent in your corner to help you and someone who understands what the best way to predict the future is usually by the past so we can see what the trends are and what people are doing. So like last year, we went through this whole phase of people like waiving their home inspection and waiving their contingencies. And we never thought that that was a good idea uh, and people were doing it. But I'm seeing more and more now that you don't even have to do that, Yeah, uh, that most of the offers that we're getting do have a home know, inspection, have a home inspection yeah. in them. Yeah. And then uh, there are other things that you can try, like an escalation clause. You could get other creative ideas if you're thinking about putting in a house. And I think an escalation clause is really good from a buyer perspective because everybody's afraid of paying too much. Like, you know, hey, when I go to, like, DSW to look at shoes, I mean, I don't start in the front of the building. I go to the back and I look at the clearance stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, DSW. Yeah. I have good luck at DSW and the clearance. We're going to find Melissa over in the day-old bread. (laughs) Stop (laughs) and shop. Half loaves. Half loaves of bread. Should Um, be in the return aisle. But, But what my point is to that is no one wants to feel as if they've overpaid for any thing right so having an escalation clause is a really good way if the seller will entertain it yeah to put your maximum what you would be willing to pay you know as your top number but let's just say a house is on the market for four hundred thousand dollars you say i'll give you four hundred thousand dollars but i'll also give you i'm willing to give you a thousand dollars twenty five hundred dollars whatever over your highest offer not to exceed 425 so yeah. that way there, if someone comes in at 405, 
now you're 406 and you don't feel as if you're going to your complete reach. Well, that's why I think it's so important to price a home in the condition that it's in Mm -hmm. because how many times have you said on the show, like, you can never underprice a home, you can only Mm -hmm. overprice a home. Mm -hmm. And those will stick out in this kind of market. Yeah. They will stick out. Yeah. And the reason is, is because you keep hearing everything's flying off the shelves. Everything's mm-hmm. flying off the market. Like, the market's hot. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't like that saying. Like, market's hot. It's this, this, that. Mm-hmm. Um, because when it's not flying off, it's probably because it's overpriced. Yes. Or... Or that people just don't, yeah, it's overpriced. I was going to try to put it a nicer way. Like, the people don't see the value of either the location, the condition for the price. So, Well, that's why it, the things that you can't change the house also have to be reflected in the price. Yep. So, like, you can't change the location of it. Mm-hmm. You can't change, uh, what's something you can't change? The town it's in. Yeah. There's lots, the of things, thing. lots of things about a house you can't change. There's a lot of things about the house that you can't change. I mean, there change. are a lot of things that you can change, too. I mean, like, you can you can put a basement in a house. It's going to cost you a ton of money, but you <laughs> yeah. can do it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's sort of, you know, ex- exaggerating. But for the most part, yes. Mm. Um, so the other, the do's and don'ts, but I want to talk about the don'ts when you're submitting an offer. And... avoiding some common mistakes that could jeopardize your offer. So if you are a buyer and you're considering putting in an offer on a property, one, I think that you should be doing it with a professional real estate agent. Um, But skipping skipping important contingencies or inspections, don't, you don't have to do that anymore. So I think that yeah, there are instances where sellers are, yeah, if I was a seller and somebody said, yes, I want to buy your house without a home inspection, Yes, of course, that's the one that would be most intriguing, I would guess. But I would say as a buyer, you shouldn't feel obligated that you can't have that privilege of getting a home inspection and learning all the things about the house. Um, what about like making unreasonable demands or lowball offers? Like That is called a buyer's market. We are in a seller's market, <laughs> right? Yeah, so. unless the home is overpriced. Yeah, well, and you know what? I feel as if the value of a house and what the sale price ends up being, it's like water. It seeks its own level. It will be what it will be. Yeah. It, it'll it figure it itself out. Yeah. So don't make unreasonable lowball offers. And that was there was a time when I would see people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to. That house isn't worth $400,000. I'm going to offer three twenty five, dollars And I'm going to. And it. No, it's worth four hundred, but you know yeah. we're not seeing a whole lot of that right now. Failing to personalize your offer to connect with the seller, so there are certain things. You know, people will talk about maybe doing a love letter or having their agent do it. Well, actually, I didn't even think about a love letter. Like what just popped into my mind was finding out what the seller is looking for in an offer. So mm-hmm. whether it's a closing date or you know if yeah, what is their ideal offer? Yeah, what's their ideal offer look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's super important and should be one of the questions that an agent is asking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we have a lot of different things that we have to talk about at the end of our show today. But so we're on to segment five right now, which is overcoming assumptions. 
So this is one thing that I'd like to just get out there, debunking the myths and assumptions about submitting an offer. Don't assume that you have to have a home inspection. Don't, I mean, that you can't have a home inspection. Don't assume that there are probably several offers on that property because the open house was packed. There were a lot of showings. Just don't assume that because you don't know. We already sort of talked about it, but. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know because you're not asking. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Need to ask. I feel like I could say that in all aspects of my life. You don't know what you don't know because you're not asking. (laughs) My father always says, ask. The worst they could say is no. And you already have no if you don't ask, right? Mm -hmm. So discuss um, the misconception of not having a chance due to the market competition. And this is a real thing where people are going in and they're just saying, oh my gosh, if this house is uh, already listed at $400,000 and all these people are interested in it, it's probably going to go for $50,000 over. I had somebody at the open house this past weekend and he was talking to me and he was like, well, how far over do you think that you're going to get on offers? And I had the same memory from when I had another house listed in Pembroke last year on the pond. A lot of people were in there and the same exact question was coming up and I was like, I can tell you what market value is, but I cannot tell you or nor can I gauge what emotional value is. So it's really going to come down to that. Yeah. But don't even assume back to that number one there is don't assume that there are several offers, potentially or none. Yeah. I mean, even when I, um, you know, had an accepted offer last year, I, I did an escalation clause and I didn't even have to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, I went in at asking and then did an escalation clause. They had one other offer, which is the reason why I did it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have to use my escalation clause. So that either means that they had at asking or their terms weren't as great or they had below asking. Yeah. Yep. At all. And here I am still looking for a home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and it's sort of like I've been thinking about this too and like the market and I've been through so many of them. I mean, I've been doing this for what, 21, 22 years and I've seen the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the in-betweens and I tend to stay very melancholy and in-between for all of that. Just It just keeps me balanced that way because I, when people get too, too excited about a market, the fall from there to bottom is a lot further than just being neutral to bottom. So I... This this current market right now is just extremely interesting to me just to see the mindset of where people are. And I think – and it's it's no joke. I mean, we were kidding about the bread. You just f- literally hit a funny spot with me for some reason because you were so passionate about your bread <laughs> and not yeah. having a full loaf. But, I mean, it's true. I mean, when you see the expenses and how expensive it is for everything, like what's going on in our economy right now, the fear of people losing, you know, potentially getting laid off and things like that, those are all real things that we have to consider, which is why when we're helping our clients as buyers put in an offer on a property, we don't want you over yourself. So, I mean, look, Mark and I have been in the same house for 30 years. You know, we've always, whether up, down, high, low, in between, whatever, if McNamara plumbing was down or if real estate was down or if we were both, we were always able to live basically on one income, Mm -hmm. whoever the income was. Mm -hmm. Just heard the doorbell again. Um, Let's just see. uh, Addressing offers insights based on, I'm just reading out my thing here. Any other tips and recommendations? 
Um, I just think, you know, put your best foot forward, but be within your comfort zone. Yeah. And I know that's sort of easy for somebody else to say, um, but especially with, you know, when you are competing with a different offer, but like, you don't want to be those people mm-hmm. who purchased at the height, height, height. Yeah. And now they don't have any equity in their home. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is, you know, sometimes you think like, OK, I'm on the on the market for this amount. And then there's another house that's similar, not too far away. But it's like same sort of layout, same area, less updates. But somebody might look at that and say, even though it, it is more money, I am willing to pay for that one because I can put my own sweat equity into it. Yeah. So I think that that's a real thing, too. All right. Well, tonight's show, we apologize uh, for that. <laughs> we apologize for everything. We, we apologize for that. I mean, at least we made Liz laugh, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, we'll make up for it on Saturday. We will uh, be here again on Saturday. And- for our yard sale. Yes, we're going to have our yard sale, and um, the following week we're going to have uh, one of our listeners who listens in. Uh, he works, his name's Joe, and he works at, uh, not works, but he is on the planning board in Hanson. He had called in a couple weeks ago, so we're going to talk, have him in studio and talk to him about affordable housing and the new plans. And this is what we need to get more inventory, things like this, with towns being creative and clever about getting affordable housing how they're allowing accessory apartments uh, in the town of Hanson now, and they don't have to be attached. And then I'm also going to have Judith Parks on with me, and she is, I sit on the committee with her, Affordable Housing Committee in Pembroke. She's the chair, uh, so she's going to be joining us as well. Um, Couple, do you want to talk about our yard sale? I oh, already did. Yeah, I have talked, talked about, about the yard it. Sale. <laughs> so I have a couple announcements. These are more for the town of Pembroke. But if uh, you have a high school or middle school student who loves art and wants to make a difference in the community, we um, I'm part of the master plan committee. So I am the for affordable housing. I am our representative on the master plan committee, and we are looking for submissions for a new logo for the town master plan website, and it will go on the paper version of it as well. Uh, The logo should reflect the town's vision for the future and the values of the community and consider using symbols, imagery that represents growth, sustainability, or community spirit. Uh, We will have a $50 Amazon gift card for people uh, who do uh, put in an uh, application, I mean, put in a submission. You can submit your design to masterplan at townofpembrokemass.org master plan at town of pembroke mass.org uh go on to our facebook page to at pembroke connect to uh um, has this information on there as well so calling all young artists in pembroke uh for an opportunity to win that contest and we're hoping in the next couple of uh i think by the 10th we have to have all of those submissions in the other thing for town of pembroke pembroke master plan the public forum this is going to be fun so if you want to get involved and you want to make a difference and you're tired of saying, hey, I didn't know about this or I want a chance to make, you know, my ideas come to life. The uh, Master Plan Committee is having a public forum with VHB, which is the consulting company that is providing us the services for the Master Plan. That's going to be Tuesday, June 20th at 6.30 p.m. at the Pembroke High School. Um, (coughs) So we would love to have you. 
for more information, just send us an email at masterplan at townofpembrokemass.org. Uh, you can also find that on the Pembroke Connect page. There's a, a QR code for you to scan, and you can reserve because the Pembroke Chamber um, of Commerce is going to be providing small refreshments and snacks. So, Again, sorry for this terrible show. Sorry. Go to bostonconnect.com <laughs> if you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and uh, my team. Uh, feel free to reach out to me at Sharon at Boston Connect, bostonconnect.com. All of our past shows are on Talk Real Estate Roundtable, any podcast app that you use. And we will be back on Saturday. Thanks, Bye. George. Take care.